Welcome to today's podcast from nursing process to clinical judgment. I'm your host, Nurse Eads. And in today's episode, we're going to look into the transition from the nursing process to clinical judgment and the clinical judgment model and how it has transformed the way nurses approach patient care and how it's going to affect the questions that you might see on the NCLEX. So to begin, the nursing process is something that has really been for a long time the foundation of the nursing practice. It guides nurses through a really good systematic framework of engaging in assessment, diagnosis, planning, intervention, and outcome evaluation. Now, while this process has really proven to be valuable, the clinical judgment model does take a step further into emphasizing a more dynamic and cognitive approach to nursing care. So first in the clinical judgment model, the nurse's initial step is gonna want to be to recognize the cues. Now this involves gathering relevant information from the patient to include the subjective and objective data. So what do we mean by subjective and objective data? Information that we receive from the patient is subjective. Information that we ourselves observe, that's objective. And then we need to recognize patterns or deviations from what is supposed to be normal. So you have to have an understanding of normal as it includes to evaluation. So when you're doing vital signs, what are normal? When you're looking at lab signs, what is normal? And then keen observation, active listening, and the ability to identify important cues are crucial in guided subjective subsequent actions. So after you recognize the cues, the nurse proceeds to analyze them. Then this step requires interpreting the information and synthesizing the data that you collected, and then considering what the potential causes might be or contributing factors to that condition. Is it an illness? Is it medication? Um, And then critically think and reason comes into play. Reasoning comes into play that helps that Um, student nurse to make sense of that information and then identifying what the underlying issue may be. Now, once the cues have been analyzed, the nurse moves on to prioritizing hypothesis. And I really do like this because before there was a struggle as a student um, when I was in a nursing program to go, we don't diagnose, but hypothesizing what might be going on is something that we can do. So based on the available information that you have, what you observe, what you collected from the patient, you're going to begin to start generating a list of potential diagnoses or problems that may be explaining what's going on with your patient. And then these hypotheses become the foundation for the next step in your decision-making process. So one of the things that we end up talking about is the ABCs the S, and the DEF, and that's another podcast. So next comes that generation of solutions. That's when you've looked at, you've analyzed, you've prioritized what is important, what should my attention be focusing on, and then from there, you're going to generate a solution. What are you going to do for that patient? So you're going to brainstorm, you're going to consider what your options and your interventions are likely going to be based on that identified problem or diagnosis. And then you're going to weigh the benefits, risk, and feasibility of the solution that you came up with 
always keep it in mind what that patient's preference is going to be, um, whether it's cultural or religious um, or even personal, and then using your evidence-based practice, keeping that in mind. Now, with the most important, the most appropriate intervention selected based on what you've hypothesized is a problem and identifying from the question, you're, you're going to take an action. So this step involves implementing the chosen intervention, monitoring what that patient's response is going to be, and then being prepared to adjust the plan as needed. So you're also going to be required to effectively communicate. You're going to be expected to collaborate with other healthcare team members. And then proficiency is going to be necessary in performing your nursing interventions. Um, and this is going to be essential in this phase. Lastly, and not least, you need to evaluate your outcomes. This involves assessing what the patient's response is to the intervention you just did. Compare it to the expected outcomes and then determine the effectiveness of the care that you provided. So for an example, we'll say that a test question or a patient, if we look at each test question as being a patient, then you have a test question that says that the nurse came into the patient's room and did their vital signs. Their blood pressure was 120 over 70s. Their heart rate was 76. Um, their temperature was 98.6. Respirations are 20. O2 sats, 88. Now, that's a little bit off. But first, what I want you to recognize first is that the fact that most of those vital signs are in normal range except for the O2 saturation of 88. Now, depending on what that question is asking, I need to go back and I need to look at my patient. Now, considering that the question is telling me that I received information already, it has to be the assumption I've already assessed the patient. However, something needs to be checked. The pulse ox, the O2 saturation, 88. I need to go on one, make sure that pulse ox is on correct. Make sure that reading is correct. If that reading is correct, then my priority would be they need oxygen and then I need to fix it. And so what am I most likely going to do? I'm going to do something that's going to help the patient improve oxygenation. Is it giving them oxygen? Maybe. Looking for that question is appropriate. Is it um, clearing the, the, the patient's airway? That could be it. But you see how you're going to be putting those things into practice when you're looking at your questions. I gave you information. You collected data through the vital signs. Through that data, you realized that something was not normal. So after um, looking at your potential hypothetical diagnosis, you, you realize, or from your hypotheses, you realize, hey, this is a problem. I've confirmed that there O2 sats is low. I need to do something. I've generated a solution. The solution is to give them two liters of oxygen. Now, when I give them two liters of oxygen, is that the most appropriate intervention I could have done based on the options provided? 
And if that is, am I evaluating the outcome? What's the expectation of me giving two liters of oxygen to someone whose oxygen saturations are 88? The expectation is they're going to go up. How do I know this? Going back to reassess. So after I've given them two liters, I'm going to check my patient. I'm going to check their their, um, pulse ox. And if their oxygen saturation has not improved, then I need to reevaluate. You see how that works? I hope you do. And as we continue on, we'll start to learn more about that. But in the initial, these are the things that are going to assist you as a student to help you um, transition from that nursing process to that clinical judgment. That is, is There is a significant shift towards a more holistic, context-driven context-driven and really reflective approach to that nursing practice. It recognizes not just the complexity of the healthcare situation, but also the importance of critical thinking, clinical reasoning, and then ongoing evaluation to ensure that the care that you're giving the patient produces the most optimal patient outcome. See, by incorporating the clinical judgment model, nurses can not only enhance their ability to make really good decisions, um, and improve on their decision-making skills, but it also provides patients in the care in a dynamic healthcare environment. This model will encourage you as a student to go beyond just following a standardized process to embracing a more personalized and adaptable approach to meet the unique needs of each of your patients. And so when you're thinking about questions, think about each question when you're in a nursing program being a different patient. Well, that concludes today's episode of From Nursing Process to Clinical Judgment. We have explored the evaluation of nursing care and the significance of critical thinking and decision-making and providing safe, but also effective patient care. So remember to embrace the dynamic of the nature of that clinical judgment model in your nursing practice as a student, and then continue to refine your skills. Thank you for joining me, Nurses, on this enlightening journey. Stay tuned to our next episode, where we'll dive deeper into essential topics in nursing care. And as always, subscribe to my podcast and make sure that you're staying close to your institutional instructions.